0: Hey guys, Ian here from The Fellowship to give you all an update about our podcast, where we currently are, and the short-term future. Let me begin by saying that, as our regular listeners will know, we have been recording this D&D show for the past three years, which is quite a while, considering we haven't missed a single Friday in all of that time. Our current season two is called Bellum Draconis, and we put a pause on that campaign four weeks ago to record a one-shot Halloween-esque mini-series based in the place of Shadow Men. Now, for those of you who listened to that mini Halloween-esque one-shot, found that as we got towards the end of that campaign, certain events took place which made it just too good of a story to contain it within those four episodes. So, considering our core cast has been non-stop recording for the past three years, I wanted to update you, the listeners, with certain changes that we're making in the short term. The plan is for us to keep our pause of the main campaign, Bellum Draconis, ongoing. This gives our cast some well-earned time to away. And in the short term, we will carry on with our no longer one-shot Halloween-esque special of Shadowmend. We are making that a season 2.5 in which it's called Shadow Men Tales. And this will run for approximately 10 to 14 episodes until it gets to a point where it's good to wrap up. Do not worry though, we will pick up Bellum Jaconis and find out what happens to Nix and Marota in the not too distant future. I hope you understand this decision. Doing this keeps our content alive and well. Keep pumping out quality episodes every single Friday like we have done for the past three years. This also gives our core cast A well earned break. So, to our listeners out there, sit back and enjoy the Shadow Men Tales.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Fellowship of the Tabletop. We are a live play 5e podcast set in the kingdom of Shalomend in the magical homebrew world of Erith. My name is Darren and I'm going to run D&D for you this evening. And with me tonight, we have Ian playing the Dragonborn Paladin. Drago. Hello. We also have with me Will playing the human hunter ranger McBenna.
2: Uh, yeah, hello, my voice is like this, back at throat.
1: And also with us is our Willbot one-shot extraordinaire playing the tabaxi backstabbing
3: bastard bardlock, Carl. Might have killed a couple of people last time. Sorry about that.
0: <laughs> Don't be. It was epic. Uh, I've got a question for you, though, um, main Will. You know yeah, you're doing the the deep yeah, back of the, yeah. the voice thing. How do you... How do you find your
2: voices after oh, a recording session? Well, the problem is, is when I when we last did this, I had a bastard of a cold, which made it really, really it easy it... to do. Yeah, but... yeah, it does sound like <laughs> you got a permanent cold. I don't know what it's going to sound like now, but I was practicing because obviously, Emron's Emron's up front of throat and he's he's all right. Whereas uh, McBenner, he's more of a back of throat creating. So uh, you know, I, I have no idea. I'll tell you at the end. <laughs> I feel your pain. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Witcher.
1: <laughs> uh, on that score, toss a coin at me. Toss, toss, toss a, a
2: coin. Toss a coin. At me. Oh, isn't it sad about oh, um, the whole recast? Mate, I just, I feel like uh, there's so much rage about that. <laughs> so much rage on the internet. I got like,
0: I, I've got rage, but more at the 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 staff management, the directors and writers. And I say writers in quotation marks, and I don't mean all of them. But if you were to believe the story articles that are out this week in regards to how they plan to proceed with The Witcher and the story, um, it seems like they're taking uh, their own versions of of how the story should be told yeah. and how the game should be portrayed. And it seems like Henry Henry, our man Henry, who is a, uh, oh, night, a hardcore Harry. gamer. <laughs> um We know Henry. He's a fan of the podcast. Yes. <clears throat> Name drop. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it sounds like he's
2: very uh, pro keeping the authenticity. Which, which, which season one was season one was brilliant for that. Like I was listening to some of the audiobooks and it was so. I was listening to and reading some of the stories, and it was so good for that. Mm. Yeah,
0: it seems like they're diverging away from that, which isn't always a bad thing. But when your main character. Uh, or actor goes, turns around nah. and goes yeah now nah, i'm out i just don't,
2: liam hensworth though i just don't know how they're going to do the recast i just don't like the idea that they're going to go cool this is now also the witcher played by a different person and it's not going to be the same like it's, no. it's either going to be it's either going to be hemsworth trying to be Hen- uh, henry and it's just not going to work i wouldn't want to fill those shoes no.
1: Anyway, in the, time, about that. Yeah, in the time that that has been, that <laughs> discussion about The Witcher has been happening, I've had a chance to ham fist together an introduction. Four, I was not expecting to be back in the DM's chair quite so soon, but I'm very happy to be so. And listen, yeah,
0: just ruin the whole like thing that we are a very organized yeah, we're group.
2: Organized. It, I mean, it, this literally, it literally,
1: it literally said at the end of the last week's episode
0: that this that, that has like, been edited I, out. I must said, okay, yeah,
2: yeah, of course, <laughs> but of course. So, thanks.
3: Aaron, so, if uh, you
0: do, um, if yeah, yeah editors note. For whatever reason, I don't edit this part out, <laughs> <laughs> listeners. Sometimes I like to just make sure that everything's a coherent structure around here. You. <laughs> <laughs> well there you go. What well, Darren just did is
2: took a massive shit all over your continuity.
1: <laughs> well, it makes sense for all the times you're probably about to take your shit all over my storyline. So yep. <laughs> continuing on from here, <laughs> let us recap over what happened last time inside the city of Father Keep. In the last episode of The Fellowship of the Tabletop, it became clear to the adventurers that Descending into the Bank of Jahira, that their escape from Father Keep would be anything but simple, as a potent reminder of the city trapped in time itself was the ever ending darkness as soul's light fades, the shadows creeping ever closer towards our party were not moving fast enough for whatever nefarious creature was dwelling within. So it started to spit out some baddies to try and hasten our adventurer's demise. Unfortunately, well rather fortunately for them, someone in the party was also planning to hasten the demise of some of our adventures. And as the fight ensued, a host of terrible things started to happen and it became clear that there was only one way out and that was through the teleportation circle being cast by Wren. Unfortunately for our adventurers, Wren, along with everyone else, was hit by the screeching shrill of a banshee which caused her to lose concentration of the spell which, whilst accelerating the casting time, meant that the location where our would-be heroes would be sent to had become somewhat random, though they were not to know that at this point. Just as the fight seemed to be turning the way of our adventurers, Carl stepped forward and cast the ultimate betrayal on poor Miki, sending him fleeing towards the shadows. Edic, trying to save his small gnome friend, decided to follow and tried to save him. And unfortunately both of them felt themselves out of the teleportation circle as the spell was cast. Where we left off, Drago, McBenna, Wren and the nefarious Carl had just teleported and landed onto what appeared to be some form of docks. As the smell of salt air and the sound of the sea starts to bring them back around, that is where we will pick up this week's episode. And for those of you who survive, you crash with a thud face down. You look up as your vision unblurs and senses return. It becomes clear you have teleported not onto a dock, but instead a boat. A medium-sized fishing vessel, to be precise. You realise this as the stench of freshly caught fish brings you back to your senses. You look up. You are surrounded by nothing but ocean. You all of a sudden hear something, off to the corner. And you see, further down the boat, an old male water ganassi looking at you as he appears to be trying to hold a fishing line I- I- in place where it needs to be. He seems to be humming a tune as he seems to glance at you curiously. What do you want to do?
2: What the fuck? <sighs> For fuck's sake. fuck's <sighs> sake. We're fucked. We're dead. That's it. We're 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 dead. There's there's <sighs> that fucking book. He's got the fucking book. He had the book. What, take what a the mo- hell was he thinking? Moment.
0: Look, you might be a bit confused as well. We have just teleported some of us, not for the first time today. Just take a moment. Just breathe it in and just just try and calm your.
3: Your age. Ugh. You don't understand though. Without the tone, Dreslin's coming after us.
2: Yeah, you, you, yeah, Dreslin is, um, how do I put this, um, he's a bastard, and quite frankly, he's... Um, excuse me.
1: I was yeah. wondering if I could maybe get a hand from one of you folk. You somewhat distracted me from my fishing line, and I've Somewhat lost control of what I'm
0: doing. Yeah, maybe in a minute. No, so you're saying Dreslin is going to come after us.
2: He is. Um, right. He, he's not the best fo- kind of guy. And quite frankly, you know, we're all doing this job for for money. And
0: yeah, I was going to say um, you've you've lost two of your party. I it must be a hard time for you both well
2: we, we 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 haven't known each other that long to be honest drago he's you know we came together because we were hired for the job salt
1: and wore the card that's what i'm currently losing if anyone would feel like giving me a hand i would be much obliged
2: mercenaries i paid contracts in one way would i
0: Okay, that makes sense as to why um, you're feeling, well, I'm just saying, if it was one of my own, so I get
2: it, I understand where you're coming from. But the the point is that we're out to get this book, and if we've not got the book and lived, Dreslin's going to assume we have got the book, and we're screwing him, and he's going to hunt us down, and we'll have to live the rest of our lives looking over our shoulders. Right, and
0: I'm, gonna to... assume...
3: <laughs> Go for it. Um... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> off, what have you do on.
2: something? I was going to
3: reach into his backpack and uh, he's going to pull out a mm. vial of ash and just toss it to Drago and say, that's a stark reminder from Dresden about what happens when he doesn't get what he's asked for.
0: As Drago catches the vial, just holds it up to the... Is it light? What's the... Is is it daylight? Is it dark? No, out? it's What's completely
1: the... full of what appears to be dust. Uh,
0: the... No, 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 no. The outside. Oh, what, beg your is pardon. Is the sun up? Is it yeah, the day?
1: Is it the night? Yeah, it's overcast. It appears to be at some point in the day, you would assume at some point between mid-morning and early afternoon. That That's
2: that's what you can cool. ascertain at the so,
0: glance. Um, as Drago catches the vial, he's going to hold it up to look in it.
2: And this is the last person who uh, failed Dreslin and took his what and and just took what he gave, and then didn't come back with what he wanted. Right? Okay.
0: I see your predicament.
2: So, so you know, when you said to us, oh, maybe you should deliver the book to this new person who wanted it, and why a lot of us. We're like no, we give it to Dreslin, and then we go from there. Because you no know, matter, there's not enough money in the world for you to go. Oh, I'm safe because the moment you stop looking over your shoulder, Dreslin's gonna fuck you. I, I managed right. to get the
1: fish. Thanks, for your <laughs> I help.
2: Assume, I assume Dreslin is all powerful. Yeah, he's a he's a mobster. He's he's what is he? He's he's a beholder. You know, oh, great big eye, stalks, mouth with teeth. And yeah, I've had dealings with beholders.
1: Sea um, e- bass, not salt cod. I was wrong.
2: Yes. Why would you make a deal with a beholder? Because he was paying enough money for some of yeah. us to not have to worry about where our next meal's coming from. I've been there before. Oh, okay. Right.
0: Right, what's the first thing of a plan that's coming to either you or Carl's head
2: right
3: now? We need to work out where the fuck we are.
2: Aye. Excuse me, uh, and McBenner will look over to the the Ganassi. Where the fuck are we? Well,
1: there's two schools of thought as to where you are. I suppose... Well, you would know this place as the D'Artonian Ocean. You're about 200, I'd say about 200 knots away from land, which is back that way. And he points over his shoulder. Sorry, Darren,
2: quick check. Uh, does that ring a bell to those of us from Shadowmend?
1: Yeah, the D'Artonian Ocean is the ocean that is off to the north of Shadowmend, Um It's pretty much the water mass to the north of the kingdom. It makes sense to all of you. You all know where that is. With the exception
2: of Drago and Wren, obviously. Cool. Um, And uh, the name Dreslin, does that mean out to you? You see a uh, look come across
1: this Ganassi's face as he just seems to take a spit over the side of the boat and goes, can't say I'm too far on the Dreslin. Insight check.
0: Go for it. <laughs> Very
2: good. That's a good 12.
1: Idea. Hard to get a read. This bloke appears to be fishing on his own in a boat that's too big for him in the middle of the D'Artonian Ocean. Don't have no reason to doubt him, but the entire circumstances of everything you've been through plus now where you are is just too weird to get a read on anything. Okay. And Can I just ask, last time I checked when I started fishing for cod and I managed to catch sea bass as I was telling you, thanks for the help by the way, I didn't have one, two, three, four strange folk on my boat. Now I do. Anyone care to fill me in on how that happened? I'd be much obliged.
2: Yeah. Are we still in Aerith?
1: Last time I checked, the D'Artagnan Ocean is in Earth.
2: Um, yes, yeah. that's a roundabout way of saying yes. Uh, our, our lass, um, and Macbeth will look around. Is is um, is she still with us?
1: Yeah. At this point, you notice that uh, Ren has gone quite quiet and is just slumped on the floor. She hasn't got up yet. She is still sat on the floor. She's gone incredibly quiet and just appears to be staring in front of herself. Uh,
2: are you okay, lass?
1: I'm. I'm fine. I just—it's a powerful spell, and it takes a lot out of me. That's all. Just give me a minute. Uh,
2: uh, okay.
0: Ah. Um, Drago is going to. Uh, it's one of his hands is just absent-mindedly playing with the chain of the amulet, Claude's amulet, and then it's going to reach the kind of the centerpiece um, and kind of just almost uh, natural or subconsciously now, I'm just going to cast once I click in and see it because I should be better with this. Uh, I want to get a pulse on what's going on. And I can't remember what that fucking spell is. You want to cast? well help me. It's, it's what's... a paladin feature. It's not
1: a spell. Um, what what, what are you trying to do? There's a paladin feature they get quite early on. Divine sense. Divine sense. Yeah.
0: Where is it? There it is. Yep. I'm going to cast divine sense and try and detect good or evil. Uh, So until the end of my next turn, I can sense anything affected by the hallow spell or know the location of any celestial fiend undead within 60 feet. That is not behind total cover. Hit me with it. I sent out my sonar. Okay. Um, Any
1: pings? Yeah, there is a ping of Celestial, and it's not coming from the Ganassi or the boat. It's instead coming from under the ocean somewhere near, within 60 feet.
3: Okay. Well, <gasps> who, who
1: are you praying to? Hmm? You grab that amulet, and you you seem to be, a, I don't know, you got, got that markings all over you, over your cloak and whatnot, you... Who you, I just assumed you were praying. Maybe I am assumed and made an ass out of you and me.
0: No. Um, I was communing with
3: a friend of mine. With this, oh. Carl's ears pick up and he kind of noticeably stares and almost a, a, a small smirk comes over his face looking at Drago.
2: Right.
0: Yes, what? As Jargo noticed this kind of sarcastic look back at him from Carl.
3: Oh no, nothing, nothing. Just interesting, all.
0: Look, I'm still very new at this. Okay, if it doesn't look like I know what I'm doing, I'm still learning the ways. Okay, I might not be, I might not be the paladins that you've seen before, but I'm training still. Paladin, you say? Paladin, I that, believe that's what they my, call us.
1: Paladin, that's a fine term. And, and Is it common for paladins to lose two people and then not be too cut up about it? Because you all seem to be talking about how you lost someone a minute ago. Allow me to just reset this conversation. My name is Petricor, by the way. I'm named after the sweet scent of rainfall that hits Seraph shores. Though what you can currently smell is about 200 pounds of salt water cod and one sea bass can you swim i am one with the ocean as is every one of my kind
0: we might need to borrow your boat not one for giving up my boat or can you take us to land
1: I might be able to. Still don't know who you are and how you managed to get on my
0: ship. Uh, well, then it sounds like you want us off your ship as soon as possible, to which we need land. I don't know what
1: I want yet. I've only just met
0: you. Where
2: did right. you come yeah. from
0: and who are you?
2: There was a... We're, we're a group of travellers, and there was a, there was was a there was a teleportation spell that went slightly awry, and... Ah, nope. you say that again? You interrupted
1: my spell. I was also trying to teleport something, and somehow I end up catching you instead.
3: What? You uh, brought okay. us here.
1: Oh no! Well, I, I, I was trying to teleport something, and then, well, when you try and teleport something, it's a it's a conjuration. I got the sense that someone else was in. The proximity of where I am, I.e., somewhere within 200, 300 miles, also trying to cast a teleportation spell, and I got the sense that that person lost control of that spell. I'm guessing it's that little girl sat on the deck right next to you. I was trying to teleport my, well, I was trying to teleport something mighty important somewhere, and instead, what I get is the four of you. So I'm a little bit mighty confused about what's going on here and how the hell you managed to interrupt my spell.
2: Understand English? Yeah, right. So, let's, don't be a dick now. Um, but we've got... My bolt. I'll behave all I want. To his
0: point, look, we're sorry that we ended up here and interrupted your spell. Trust us when I say that wasn't our intention. We were in a predicament of life or death. You might have heard that we lost too. I and did so hear that. No, we I'm had no control. It's. Look, I am a believer that they've moved on to a, a peaceful place. However, except our apologies. It was a life or death situation. I don't know how we got here. I'm not well versed in the spells that got us here.
1: Fair enough. Where? did you come from? Seems to be minded dangerous
0: wherever it was. I'm not the best person to answer that, as Drago looks over to Carl and McBenner.
1: I already know we you're were working the, for Dreslin,
0: uh... so you may as well tell me the
1: truth, because I can tell you already that Dres- the name Dreslin on my boat puts you on unstable
0: ground. Okay, I I know I just apologized, but idle threats nothing Probably idle about it my friend good.
1: nothing idle about it listen here
2: um, Petrichor,
1: um smell of sweet rainfall
2: yeah well you'll be smelling something else in a minute um, <laughs> he smiles and laughs at that <laughs> McBetter goes over and farts in his face <laughs> takes a shit on his back. Oh. Um, <laughs> Drops drop, drop trout. Drops his trout. <laughs> Squats one out and goes right. Then um, uh, look, ben, look, look, listen. We've escaped from quite a perilous situation where we were. Don't matter. We're here now. You're on a boat that, quite frankly, you shouldn't be able to crew yourself. Correct. Um, so where's, where's everybody
1: else? Ah, I see one of you is perceptive enough. You are absolutely right. Good sir. I am on a boat and I am unable to crew myself, which of course does bring up the question. Where are the rest of my crew? I suppose I could tell you that if you
2: tell me where you came from. Oh, we could just not bother, you know, uh, I, quite frankly, I, I was asking cause it just seems odd. Um, there's, there's there's, four of us and one of you, and that's I'm really too old to... Uh, okay, you're too old. One... I'm older than you. I bet I'm older than you. How old Great. are you? Great. Me, I'm well into my 60s, mate. Well into it. And quite frankly, I've been around long enough. And for a human, that's... that's, that's I'm doing well. But I don't have the time. Piss about.
0: Okay, okay, okay. It's weird for me to be acting as peacekeeper here, but I understand that. No one will understand why that's weird. McBenner, just just take a breath. I understand where you're coming from. Just give me a moment. What's your name again? As he turns to the Ganassi. Petri Core means the smell of sweet rainfall. Okay, sweet rainfall. Um... I sense there's a celestial down below us. Does that have any meaning or resonance with you in terms of like, answering your question of where we've come from? Trust me when I say that is a very long conversation. My name is Drago. And again, just like he did previously, he announced his name. He's just going to hold that weighted silence after he's mentioned his name (laughs) to see if there's anything there that resonates back. Make a perception check. I mean, hold hold your applause, please. Uh, a 22 with a, a crit.
1: <laughs> yes. That name seems... For the first time, this person who seems to have tried to have held all the answers looks a little bit confused. And you can see something in his eye seems to register. Okay, good.
0: You, you know of my name. That I do. That right. I do. So... I'm in a predicament here where I need your help. How can we get this moving? Gentlemen
1: and ladies, of course out the water. And what happens is suddenly four other Ganassi pull themselves over the side of the ship and they all appear to be armed with some form of weaponry, short bows in unison. You see them draw arrows, but don't knock them. Suddenly, what you see is what well, appears to be two dolphins leap out of the air, and amid mid-jump seem to turn into two other Ganassis who land on the ship. Two more seem to appear from thin air, their hands seeming to hold some form of arcanic matter. You sure you're telling me the truth that your name is Drago?
0: <sighs> you know, I was trying to be peaceful about this. I'm turning over somewhat of a new leaf. What's the point behind this? As Drago slings from the back of his um, back, the great axe that he got from the vaults. You see Petrichor puts out his hand
1: and all of the Ganassi who have landed on the boat armed seem to put down their weapons. And you see the casters, as you assume they are, seem to drop whatever it
2: is that they were starting to cast. At that point, McVenna will have let go of the arrow he half drew because they all had their weapons out. (laughs) Okay, who are you aiming for? No, no, no. I will let go of... I had an arrow (laughs) half... I thought you were shooting. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. As in in, like the bow was ready, the arrow was half drawn, ready to be knocked. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to let go. Okay, I'll let go.
0: That's just like that letter that started the war because of a typo or something like that, which I know is a really shitty history lesson from me there, but there's something out there that started... Um, yeah, that's the
1: John Aaron was murdered letter, isn't it? That, that's what I, I knew, you yeah, know, there we go. I managed to find it. yeah. Um, okay. Right. Um, he looks at you all and says that name Drago might've just saved you from a, well, from a bad situation. You see, whilst you are in the D'Artonian ocean, where you are actually is that you're in the court of a great and fantastic lady. The Empress of Dartona, and you see, well, unfortunately, your former boss, Dreslin, ain't a fan of the Empress of Dartona, though I have the privilege to call her my commander and captain. She'll be most interested in hearing what you have to say, seeming as you claim to be clearing the name Drago, and the rest of you seem to be withholding what you've been doing for Dreslin. Seems only right she gets to talk to you since you have intruded her teleportation and have landed quite rudely in her court. This is Dartona. This is the court of Surah Misfal. And as he says that, you see his eyes start to glaze over. And then all of a sudden, this misting cloud seems to appear from nowhere. You feel this rumble. You assume it has to be something like an earthquake. And suddenly what happens, a gargantuan, grand-looking ship emerges from the waves, coming through the sea and ascending to the surface. Another follows. And then another. This goes on and on and on. There could be merging through the mists, from what you hear ascending, 30, maybe 40 ships, as far as the mist lies. You see looking down at you from the ships that now surround this fishing boat's faces upon faces of more staring down at you. A burst of sunlight hits the water just off in the distance. And what you see is a figure emerge from the water and begins to walk across the water as as if it was land with confidence. She wears rich clothes and a somewhat outlandish hat. She walks across the water as if she and it were one. As she approaches the fishing boat, she effortly pulls herself onto the bow of the boat. You notice that all of the Ganassi, including Petricor, are now kneeling. Petricor says to you, May I present to you, Saram Misfal, First Lady of the Depths, Empress of D'Artona and Captain of the Free. Saraya pulls herself. Onto the deck and comes to Petricor and says, I was told we were to ambush a fleet of silk ships belonging to Dreslin. I don't see no ships but my own, Petricore. Uh, apologies, Your Grace, these folks interrupted my teleporting of the fleet with a, a teleporting of their own. And our quarry? Gone, unless they plan on sitting still for the next 24 hours. She then turns to you all and says, and who are you who have robbed the people of D'Artona of their
0: justice? Um, um, Drago. Uh, we haven't really got a name. Uh, McBenna, have you got a name for your group? No.
2: Um, Carl?
3: They really decided on it. Didn't really have time, I suppose. Right. Okay. My name's Drago.
0: Um I've I've been to Erith before. There's MacBenna. That there is Carl and the lady here is Wren.
1: Again, you see her look at Petricorn. You can only assume the thing that seems to have taken her off guard is the same thing that took him off guard, the name Drago. She turns uh, back to you all
2: and says, Oh go on. Um Emron's gonna look you all seem everyone's oh, back again. Oh, <laughs> oh, I started already. directory like better going to sort of look and be like I'm sorry. Um you all keep acting like the, the Drago is someone who should um everyone should know now. Um uh, we don't know Drago other than what we've seen so far and he's a fine fine great guy. Um but what's going on?
1: She contemplates what you said and then steps forward and seems to speak loudly as if she's talking to the ships around us. 19 years ago, the subjugation, as it was called, was forced onto the Ganassi by the line of Haddo. Our ancestors were butchered and coerced into slavery. I was 10 when I was told my father was murdered while sitting with Haddo Ninth under a peace banner. My mother and I were sold into the service of Dreslin. My mother managed to get me away. And I was and entrusted me to Petricorps here. If you worked for Dreslin, he gave you the vials, didn't he? She holds I... one of herself. Perhaps one of them is my mother.
2: And you're welcome to it if it'll help you. Um your mother's in this
1: she takes a glance at that and then looks up at the boats and says, people loved D'Artona, we could send Dreslin a different message rather than the one we were planning on sending. Four heads, and she points back at you all. And as she well, says this, the Ganassi start to just kind of uh, uh, rapturously cheer and roar until she holds up her hand and then looks at you, Carl, as if you're about to say something.
3: Yeah, Carl kind of uh, steps out with his hands kind of up, somewhat out towards um, Soraya and just says, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're no friends right now of Dreslin. In fact, if anything, you could say that he'd be pretty grateful of our heads rather than a little bit upset to see them. We might well be on the same side here. Ah, at this stage,
2: you know, enemy of my enemy is my friend and, you know, yeah, we certainly ain't friends of Dreslin, not anymore.
0: Drago's gonna just um, walk back a little bit, still facing Soraya? Sor- yeah, Soraya. Sor- Soraya. Uh, but he is just gonna get within um, speaking distance within Ren and just go, Ahem. You start to do the teleport thing again.
1: It will take me 10 minutes. Uh, I don't have it in me, I'm sorry fine (laughs) um just stay behind me okay okay so i believe you were asked for names i know that this one is called drago what about the rest of you
3: well we we just 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 did did that a couple of minutes ago ignoring them (laughs) carl's going to take off the hat with the feather in the top of it and kind of flourish it in front of him and say carl jeet at your service I see.
1: I'm going to be quite truthful with you and say that your position of employment in Dresden should mean that I have you killed and then dump your bodies in the ocean. However, you, Ranger with the sharp tongue, you asked what the name Drago means. It's stopping
2: me doing that. Well, great. You're welcome. Mm. Um, and uh, McBernie will look towards Drago go, good name.
1: (laughs) 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 Um, I suppose in time, (laughs) it can be arranged for you to maybe ponder upon the decision that you're making here and perhaps come to the truth about telling me where it is you've come from. Put them in cabins for now. No harm shall come to you so long as you try not to escape your lodgings. You'll hand over your weapons first, of course, if you'll truly know any of mine. That shouldn't be a problem. I promise they'll be returned to you.
0: Yeah, it's fine with me. As um, kind of lays down the axe that was in his hand. Uh,
1: uh, Ren holds up her hands and, uh, a la- and, and, and tries to gesture that she has no weapons. Um, one of the female Ganassis who's come aboard the ship just walks over to her and and gives her a quick pat down and and nods the truth of it. It's Carl and McBenner to to
3: declare their hands. Yep, Carl will uh, withdraw um, a dagger from a sheath at his belt and uh, kind of stab it into the the side of the boat that he's on. (laughs) (laughs) Downwards, right? Naturally. (laughs) (laughs) Um
2: McBenner looks at the others doing this, sort of so starts muttering to himself in sort of, and um, so he, he dumps his um, quiver of arrows. He puts his longbow down. He shuffles off his satchel, puts down a quarter staff. He, Pulls off um, the rapier off his belt, <laughs> almost like that seed like the Caribbean, <laughs> and then like he, you know, he he puts down his, he pulls out a short sword, puts that down, reaches into his boot, pulls out a knife, puts that. I down. I half
0: expected it to be made out of wood.
2: <laughs> reaches into his, reaches between his back, pulls out another knife. <sighs>
0: Appy. Is the boat at this point, like, risen <laughs> on one side?
1: Um, not, not quite. No, not quite. Um, <laughs> it, it's a pretty sturdy fishing boat. Um, As as you finish doing that, Petricor walks over and inspects the weapons that you've just dropped and turns back to Soraya and goes, Your Grace, I, I do believe that this one is a member of the Rainier, this type of equipment and this type of arsenal.
2: I, a Rainier, Brother Mike fort, or at least former Rainier. Well, you're a long way
1: from Brother Mike fort now, Ranger. I am. Give, give them two bunk <laughs> chambers on the endless horizon. Make sure they're secure with airlocks. Prepare the fleet for descent. And as she says that, she just turns and just gracefully
0: disappears. Hold on hold, on, hold on, hold on. Descent.
1: Yeah, uh, and as you say that, the water can actually start to form around you. And what happens are these lines seem to start pulling the fishing rope back onto I can't the, swim. the deck of the endless ocean. As you're saying that, Petricor says, I won't worry about that as long as you stay in your cabin, you're going to be just fine, Drago.
0: Yes, if we're going underwater
1: there, I'm a little bit worried. That'd be what the airlock is for. And as the fishing boat is pulled onto the deck of this great ship called the Endless Horizon. You can see now just the sheer volume of people who are clearly following this woman, who are part of the free, the free kingdom of Dartonia. What you notice is that you are led into two functional yet comfortable cabins as you enter the uh, top deck of the Endless Horizon. You notice a series of eyes are watching you, all Ganassi, as you go. The two cabins that you are placed in face each other. Drago, you and Wren are ushered into one on the starboard side of the ship. Carl and McBenner, you are both placed into one on the port side. The rooms that you are put in are identical. You have two bunk beds on one side, a basin, table, two chairs and a quill and paper on the other. There appears to be a side room to each that makes up a functional but basic, what we would call in the modern day ensuite. suite, there is a tin bar from what you would perceive to be a latrine hole. There are what appear to be port windows in each cabin. These are at a surface level. Suddenly there is a flash of gold around these windows. The same happens around the door, and you see through the window that the ship and the other ships on the horizon have started to descend under the water. So you notice no water is entering your cabin. We'll come to McBenner and Carl shortly, but we'll first just dive into the cabin with Drago and Wren. Ren, who has been very quiet, just immediately goes and sits at the table. She stares ahead in silence. Is there anything you want to say or
0: do, Drago? Yeah, Drago's going to... First off, is there water around us? You say airlock. Like, what... What? Yeah, you glance out and it appears that, as she said, the ship
1: has descended into the ocean. It's, it's the equivalent of now being in a submarine, but the port window holds. Whatever seems to have just flashed across the window and across the door appears to be keeping the water out of your cabin.
0: Can- okay, Well, in spite of everything that's going on, Drago would take a moment just to look in wonderment at what the fuck is happening. If he's by the portcullis, he's just kind of looking out there at the at the depths of the ocean and kind of there is a sense of wonder that comes with that. Because, as sure. I said, he can't swim. He doesn't really, you know, for all intents and purposes, this little submarine trip. He's never seen anything like ocean. this. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it does. Um, f- yeah, for a while, he'll be staring at that. Um, until he gets the sense that the room is very quiet and that there is no body next to him, he turn around and spy Ren at the table. He's going to take a moment and look over, uh, Ren and and just kind of probably with a perception check, analyze her kind of her figure. That sounds really wrong. Stop checking um, her out. Yeah. Right. Uh, my best friend's sister <laughs> uh,
3: what you sense. notice
0: what
1: you notice through the porticolor is that you can see what appears to be apartment on the other side and you just hear stop looking at my sister
3: <laughs>
0: um. <clears throat> um he's going to uh just check her general like um the vibe that she's given off as if it's is it similar to Robin cuz Robin was always quite stoic and in times like this would wouldn't really speak a lot and would just kind of keep himself to himself is it that kind of vibe that I'm getting from Ren just from watching her
1: Yeah let's see how good Drago is at reading the emotions of a, a of a of a teenage half elf um roll the perception check <laughs> <laughs> A
0: natural one
1: Yeah uh, you glance at her and you can see <laughs> the family resemblance to Robin, but you can see that it's quite clear that they only share one parent. That would be obvious from the fact that she's a half elf. Um, there is a stoicness to her, but you get the sense that whereas for Robin that came through a host of emotions, for her this is being caused by confusion. I'm giving you a lot of information for a natural one.
0: You really are, um, like, you know,
1: but. I'm probably We're allowing going, that from, I'm I'm allowing that from a, a passive as Will said, and B how well you knew, you know, Robin, I yeah. would say, um, as she clicks her fingers and just, because as you notice, as you descend further under the sea, it starts to get dark. She just clicks her fingers and starts to just produce tiny flames and goes around and lights all the candles that appear to be in the room. And then she slits back at the table, um, and then just uh, thanks sir uh, appreciate that i um
0: can't see really well in the dark
1: what happened where am i and why am i here
0: um like are you asking me to confirm or have you genuinely forgot
1: i was in vonden I heard that someone was looking for me and then I teleported here and I had that letter in my pocket and you say, you know where Robin is, but he's the other side of the world. And am I, am I reading this right? He's, he's the other side of the world. And we're in a boat that's going under the sea. We were just in a city where the shadows tried to kill you. And two people died because I couldn't control the spell properly. And I don't know what's happening. And you can see she's quite emotional and upset at this point
0: so drago um awkwardly as he is with emotions kind of just opens his hands out one behind the other and goes welcome to eris
1: <laughs> i didn't willingly come here did you no did- uh,
0: n- no no <clears throat> sorry um look they This is uh, a lot to take in. Um, You're right in everything that you just said. Now, I don't know why you're in Vorden. um, And I don't know who told you that someone was looking for you, whether that person was me, um, like the the person was inferring, it was me who was looking for you because I was. I was searching for you back on the Sorg Coast at the at the request of Robin. Um but it's really important not to lose yourself right now, given the current situation. Uh at the very kind of least of it, you are with someone who has traversed these lands before. Not particularly this land, and I've never really been under the ocean. It's and yeah, this is new for me as well, but at least we're in Aerith, which is where your brother is. And I assume that's a good thing. Jogger kind of waits at the end of that. We've been so. Some... Or not, or not, brothers. can be.
1: Uh, he left you know... me. <laughs> he left me, and he promised he never would. And I've been trying to find him, and Vaughan's was where I last traced him to, and for whatever reason, I'm now here. And you tell me he's here, and what happened with you and him? Why did he leave
0: me? Okay, just to confirm, I'm picking up on anger. Resentment.
1: Sadness. She just seems to slump at that and says, Did he? Did he talk about me? Did
0: he? Oh, um, right. I guess I never thought really about how I was going to tell you all of this stuff when I was looking for you. I keep things quite simple. Um, Robin asked me um, like, go and find my sister and I'm like okay I'll go and find your sister I didn't really think about what would happen when I found you so it's only right for you to ask these questions um okay how to make this concise we there was three of us that was teleported just like you were um some time ago and that three was at me Drago um Elthea and Robin, your brother. And we were teleported by a God called Akiva. Um, And a long story short, we, we saved Erith, which is the place that we've been teleported to. And we saved Erith from, um, a, a shadow. Uh, this, this, this corruption, um, this blight that was taking over the lands and and essentially killing it and
1: bringing the um, dead back to life, right?
0: Yeah, that there was there was there was a lot of dead people coming back and and we had to find the source or the spell um, and stop it. And we we found a book. Uh, Robin got lost in a book. Uh, there was a tree at some points. There was another guy called Claude. We met a guy called. Oh, Folly. Folly was transported with us as well. Sorry. It's been a while. It's been a, oh, do you it's been mean, a while. Do you
1: mean the the, the prince from Vondon? Because his name was Shadar. No, I mean Shadar. Yeah, that's right. Shadar was transported with us. They were in mourning died. when I was there. Yes. Yeah, so they. You'd just taken the axe back, right? He's, the island was in mourning. They,
0: they'd lost their prince. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was... Uh, It was very sad. It was almost like reliving it again. Uh, he died, he died, um, admittedly through the, um, in part ways, my own hands and my own decisions. Uh, but we don't need to, we don't need to go there. Um, and yeah. And then Elthir, the other person that was teleported with us, he, he got corrupted by a demigod called Grazet. Um, Grazet actually killed my father in, in my past life. And so I sought to revenge that. And it turns out that he was a big reason for this whole blight. Um, and, and yeah, well, um, we found another friend. He's called Folly. Uh, he sacrificed himself in order to save the lands of the blight. Um, I, I've heard that the book was stabbed, a book that I talked about earlier. And the book Robin got lost
1: in? Robin got, he said, no, no,
0: a different book. Uh, This book, uh, when it was stabbed with uh, this knife, ended the blight. I know I'm not making a lot of sense, but the only takeaway you need to get from this is that your brother was sent here to save this world and he succeeded. And at the same time, he found a greater purpose within himself. I don't know if he was lost um, or sentient, say, uh, searching in the Sword Coast for like a, a life purpose, but he found it here, under the Queen Helena guard and Queen he, uh, Queen in waiting.
1: <laughs> you need to tell me, my brother, the, the the great
0: the great freedom fighter of the Neverwinter Forest is 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 serving a queen. Well, I mean, he's his own man. I would say not serving, but um, for all intents and purposes, protecting. I would say uh, I can believe. I can believe most
1: of that. The, the, the blight, as you called it, the dead coming back. It it started to happen in the Sword Coast, and, and when uh, when about a few weeks after I last spoke to Robin. I sent him a message, and he told me he was proud of me, and he said he was having to take care of something. You, I, I, you'd just broken out of the Icewind prison, and it was a few weeks after that. And then, don't worry, though, it stopped quite recently. Perhaps that was you? Uh, Perhaps when you stopped it here, you stopped
0: it there as well? Um, Maybe. For greater minds to decide. But either way, uh, when I left Robin, I took a couple of things with me, including Shadar's axe. As you already mentioned, I took Elthea. We managed to, um, uh, he was brought back to his senses. I took him back home and my final thing was to come and find you and somehow bring you back to Erith. And uh, if you wanted to, obviously i was not in I was not told to go and kidnap you uh this you know <clears> hmm, <throat> she's going to glance at you, and you can see
1: there is a curiosity in her eye, and what she does is she snaps her fingers, and this falcon appears on her shoulder, and she just starts to nuzzle it under the bottom of the neck. It's a falcon that you you quite clearly recognize. And she holds it out towards you as it steps onto her wrist and says, You know what she's called, don't you? Nura. Right. Yeah. Right. Can you take me to him? Robin. Huh? Can you take me to him? I'm not Robin. No, that's who I want you to take me to. Can you take me to my brother?
0: Yes. That's why we're here. Or why I came to find. Yes, I can take you to your brother. Um, d- uh, interesting question about that bird. Has that only just started to happen now, since you've arrived here, or have you always had access to? No, it's
1: um, her? it's uh, my mother used to be able to call forward a, a, a creature of the Feywild and summon it as a familiar. It's I base it. Um, what she cast it but it's, it's not the same
0: one almost certainly not right okay why yes i can take you to your brother um might take some time i did not expect us to be under the ocean
1: robin always liked to believe that she was the same one but if he can cast her and i can cast her as well
0: it well it probably answers that question yeah well um it's a bit rich coming from me, but try not to be angry at your brother. He only ever, oh, he didn't even choose to come here. We were forced against our will, but um, he found a purpose and life meaning and goal here, um, serving the greater good. Um, he saved people, but he always right worried about your well-being. Hence, why he entrusted me to find you. Um, he's the best man I know, so don't. Or try not to be angry. She
1: smiles at that, and then a the moment of sadness passes over her, and she says, Miki, that one you called the squirrel, the strange one, they're dead because of me.
0: Why did they run? Some people have a fight-or-flight response to danger. I guess that one was flight. I couldn't get a read. I I tried to stop Miki from running, uh, but he didn't listen. The other two, do you trust them? Well, I don't know them. So, I mean, they're hired swords. If it's in their interest... Then yes, Uh, I would trust them, but I don't know them. You should keep your guard up, but they're just doing a job at the end of the day.
1: The ranger, he got quite a lot of jewels in that vault, and
0: I don't know what the tabaxi was doing. We'll probably get in jewels as well. I've been there. I've done it. I understand where they're coming from. I wouldn't worry.
1: And as you say that, let's cross over to the other. Good work there, by the way, Ian. Thank you very much for
0: that. <laughs> I did not expect no, yeah. to relive <laughs> the season one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it, it was is. always going to happen when, when you found yourself alone with her.
2: Um, Cheeky recap. If people want to recap on season one, yeah. they can now just tune in to episode 37. Uh, <laughs>
1: and, uh, with that then, with that lovely recap of season one, which if you haven't listened to, listeners, you should totally go back and do so. We're going to. But excuse
2: cross- the first few episodes because I was going to say,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, g- that's. I can make a more succinct recap. Listeners, let me know if you want a more succinct recap of season one, rather than having to go through over hundred episodes yourself. Especially because those first twenty episodes are a little bit ropey. We, so we, um, yeah, we could easily yeah.
2: do a preview on the Fellowship of the Tabletop in recap. your in your epic recap
0: Royce. previously at the fellowship of the dennery oh, i am practically titillated at that oh,
1: right well but I'm a ta- anyway back anyway, to the story. anyway as we move out <laughs> of your cabin we'd see that the corridor is completely submerged and full with water and it crosses through the other airlock and into the other cabin joining carl and benner anything you want to talk about anything you want to do
2: Oh, I assume this is going on at the same time as as yes, as, this is happening. Yes, yeah, so this actually, is happening at the same yep. time. <sighs> right, uh, Carl? Did you manage to? Uh, I'm sure you've got still got a fair few bags of tricks on
3: you, yeah. With regards to what, Dermot better.
2: Well, you know, out that we might need to you know keep ourselves alive.
3: Aye got a uh, few little things that I've perhaps got up my sleeve.
2: Uh, me too. It's When you start getting out loads of weapons, they stop searching. They don't bother searching you. You don't have to get it all out.
3: You got more hiding in, dare I ask, where?
2: I got I got something up my sleeve as well, lad. Don't you worry. It's good to um, know. Right. Just so I Good. That's the least we know where we are. <sighs> or what? wherever we're going because and McBenner will sort of stare out the porthole and give a slight shudder and be like you know I've uh, lived a lot of my time in very dusty dry places and this is far far wetter than I normally like
3: Do you know something just doesn't add up what do you mean I just how did we get
2: here? It's, that's that's what well, spell casting beyond my my Ken you know she, the the we lass bless her you know she was casting a spell and it went wrong. I've seen it done. I've seen teleportation spells we've used them in right. in, in the as a ranger but I don't know whether she lost control I mean we could have ended up anywhere. I mean, we're bloody lucky. we up here. Just
1: to give you some context, McBenner, the teleportation circles that you've seen, they would always transport you out of the gorge back to permanent teleportation circles that were within Brother Might Keep. So the, yeah. the law of the spell uh, teleportation circles... There, you have to go, go to a known place, in. yeah. Yeah, if you cast it in the same place for a year, though, you can create permanent points yeah. where someone can teleport to. and. Yeah. It's been common practice for the Rangers of Barania for years to, to to go into the gorge and then
2: get out as quickly as they can by teleporting back to, to Brothermite. So I don't know, and I mean, if that, if uh, Mister uh, or whatever his name was, um, is telling the truth, and he was cast a spell as well, maybe a spell. Ijacked into his and and that gave us a destination point because most of these times you teleport from fixed point to fixed point. So, yeah, just, it does seem markedly convenient though, you know,
3: to well, that's arrive. That's what I was, that's what I was thinking. They, you get those two people, Drago and Ren showing up and then everything goes to shit.
2: Oh, oh I, I mean, another way of looking at it is without Ren being where she was, we wouldn't have been out of there.
3: They were talking about that tome going to someone else. Do you remember?
2: Ah, it was. Yeah, they did. They mentioned sort of giving it to someone else in uh, one of the other places. in He you said,
3: Euron Cardinal at yeah, the Lyceum. At,
2: at the Lyceum. Ah, that was it. And, you know if they wanted to take it there then you know we were going to have some trouble because quite frankly I don't want Dreslin on my back for the rest of my short life I'd quite like to enjoy myself
3: rather than having to sleep with one eye open that's what I'm thinking as well they've got a different agenda they show up Ren leaves them behind in that teleportation and and Mickey and and the squirrel, that it's just too convenient.
2: Do you think they've got the book? Can you, you trust them? <sighs> I mean, that Drago's a dab hand with his axe. And, you know, as long as he's doing what he can do twelve help us, then that's great. And he, he seems to be all full of this noble idea.
3: Again, um, that's the thing. He just says his name, and suddenly we meet an empress.
2: Ah, who who prepares to pull out all the stops to stop us from dying.
3: Um, You know, are you seeing what I'm I'm getting at here? Yeah. Someone's not telling
2: us everything, or someone's manipulating things to put us on a path. And quite frankly, I'm not dancing to someone else's tune unless I know the dance.
3: We need to stick together now more than ever, McBanner. Uh, I, I can tell I, you now, I've got your back.
2: Uh, I appreciate that, Carl. I do, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, just an interesting point, Darren. Um, obviously, we're having this chat in in our cell. Um, yep. Is sound from Drago's cell going through the no. water, or is it no? That's fine. No, cool, the water is
1: the water is basically. You, it's like trying to hear underwater. You cool. can't hear what's happening outside.
0: Just wanted to check. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Hold on. You saying that all that time, Ren was hearing.
3: No, <laughs> <laughs> like she heard you. you, you were, doing.
0: She,
1: she heard you because you were inside the same airlock with her. But there's a corridor between you and Carl
0: and. Yeah. Uh, it's canon now. Yeah. That's always speaking <laughs> to each
2: other. Is <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Do you speak motorboat? <laughs> right,
2: um, no, I appreciate that, Carl, I really do. I think, you know, losing losing Squirrel
3: and losing the little one, just... Squirrel saved my life at least three times out there with the shadows. He cut them down straight in front of me. Aye.
2: Uh, they were good lads. I mean, we didn't get to know them for long. And, you know, in other worlds, I'd be prepared to say it's a shame and you think they made it? If they, whatever happened, no. In all honesty, whatever happened, they were ripped apart probably. And I know Drago says they're in a better place, but there are some things, there are some things that when they kill you, if they kill you straight away, you don't go to a better place.
3: just need to keep things, our wits yeah. about us, McBanner. That's um, all I'm saying.
2: F- find out what this, uh, what this fish lady, what her agenda is. Because she's of alive for a reason. I know Drago, Drago's name carries weight, and if it carried enough weight for her to be like, oh, let's all be big buddies now, she wouldn't be locking us in cells or treating us like this, at least
3: for now. How do we even Maybe know they're, they're locked members. in a cell? Well...
2: And McBennell will look across. Drago says he can't breathe underwater, and I'm willing to best the last can't either. So, for the time being, they are at least in the same
3: boat, literally as us. Carl will turn back to the bunks. Do you mind if I take the top? No, you,
2: you, um, I'm better close to the ground. It's less less uh, distance for me to fall if I, you know,
3: roll out of bed. That's true, and I suppose you can be quicker on your feet. Whatever you've got aye. up your sleeve in your hand, aye, okay. and I'm sure you'll be uh,
2: ready to pounce from the top if we need to. That's right. Let's just uh, let's play it by ear, and then if we if things have to go south and we have to make our move, we should. Yeah, I've got you back. You, if you make a move, you know you're a you're a spry lad. You've got wits about you, and probably see more than I do. So, if you think it's going down? I've got you.
3: I appreciate that. It's likewise.
2: All right. Um, okay. Macbeth um, going to sort of go. Can he? Is he sort
1: of looking at the porthole? What can he see? At the darkness of the ocean, you've descended oh, yeah. to the point where it's just pitch black out there. Cool. And
2: that's um, it. He'll sort of lean against the wall, and that's it. Great. um Time
1: passes. One hour. Two hour. Three hours. And eventually... I'll take a even, short rest then. <laughs> even Well, I was going to say, even for those of you who are feeling untrusting in this place here, you start to feel the weariness of the fact that the last time you were asleep was outside the, the gates of Father Keep with Torvid. For Draga and Ren, you were back on the Sword Coast, and it's just impossible. You get to that point where you're fighting sleep. And it becomes inevitable that clearly whatever is happening is still taking place. And sleep just starts to creep up on you all as we start to begin the process of a long rest. As the night draws in, for all of you bar one, something happens. A voice reaches out to you, Carl, as your eyes Mm -hmm. flick open on your bed in the dead of the night and you hear a voice say, Find me at the darkest point of the arctic horizon. Bring me the tome, and you shall be rewarded. Go into the ocean, my child, at the hour of the gods' union. And as you contemplate this message from your patron, that's where we're going to end it for this week's episode of the Fellowship of the Tabletop.
2: Oh, that—it's oh, a trap! It's a trap.
0: It's an amazing
2: app. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Carl, you little knob.
0: Oh, baby.
2: I, I've got no reason I to mistrust Carl. you right now. <laughs> no, I know.
0: It's so well played. So well played. My God, the two wills. The two wills going at it. Uh-huh. It was amazing. <laughs> oh. That was epic. My throat is on fire. I'm all right. I'm oh. doing all right. You're okay? Yeah. yeah. You're okay. good. I, it's been a while well i mean it's been a while for that length yeah um <laughs> shit well done darren good stuff thank you well done wills thanks cheers cheers well,
1: yeah
2: well, and you know i mean ian you did all right you know if you could um, just like yeah. kind of pick yeah. up a bit of it you know have yeah, an exactly. original yeah, yeah.
1: idea and create a new character once yeah, in a while, if, you, exactly. if you could uh yeah.
2: if you could remember all the notes from like last season that'd be great <laughs> ah. you usually skip the recaps
3: don't they at the beginning so um, just, yeah
0: um, it's just crazy I know
1: Ian's
2: Here, about- go and
0: explain season one i know
1: Shit. i know Ian's about to do the call out but uh mike if you're out there and if you want to just let the rest of us know how many times you called will hobby a c-bomb whilst listening to that that would be,
2: awesome. that
0: would be great yeah,
2: yeah.
0: indeed um,
2: and if you wanted to tell everyone uh,
0: i like it thanks will you're welcome um yeah,
3: he's right stuff. if
0: brilliant you did stuff. want to tell uh <laughs> hey if you wanted to reach out to Rent-A-Will and, and call him whatever <laughs> you wanted to you can find his own Twitter page which is at Fellowship FellowshipNPCPC and then if you wanted to give our real Will a high five you could find him at
2: I'm a real boy
0: Natural20Will <laughs> if you wanted a fist pound Drago you can find me at I rolled a once shameless self plug and if you wanted to find our awesome dm he can be found at darren page 06 and if you wanted to find the actual podcast itself you can find it at fellowship tabletop until next time guys
2: farewell farewell Farewell.